I'm the guy they elbow in church to actually not sing, you know, it's like, my kids, you're embarrassing me, dad, you know, be quiet. Um, I'm going to, how many of you have heard uh, somebody from my company, myself, or been to one of our seminars before? So, holy schmoly, about half of you, and half of you haven't. So, for those that haven't, uh, basically we have a character development leadership training program, and we get paid to make a large amount of change happen in a short period of time. How many of you are up for making a large amount of change in your life somehow, some way, very shortly, in a short period of time? Then you're in the right place. My commitment is in the next uh, 50 minutes or so to make a significant measurable difference in your Manatech business that you can see and measure and be excited about that will make your whole trip here worthwhile. Would that be exciting? Some of you aren't too excited, you know. It's, yes, Australian excitement. We're crocodile Dundee. Here's my knife. How many of you? How many of you could get excited about, let's say, doubling your business this year? Would that be exciting? Some of you are still not excited, right? Two times nothing is still nothing. Maybe that's the problem. We're fanatics our company about results. We're the only company I'm aware of that if you do the weekend seminar that was just talked about, and we're actually doing a tour uh, around Australia over the next week and a half for our one night event, which is actually gonna be a three hour version of what I'm gonna do in about 45 minutes. I'll talk very fast. Um, no, I'll do a piece of it, but it'll be enough of a piece to stir your head up that you can apply. And uh, we're in Perth with Manatech, we're in Adelaide, Melbourne, uh, Sydney, uh, back here in, in Gold Coast. Uh, and people do the one night and then they decide to do a weekend with us. And we're the only company I'm aware of that actually tracks your income and your amount of personal recruitment before our weekend seminar, after our weekend seminar, and then we publish it on our website by company so we look like fools if you don't produce. How's that? Most people just want to do their theory, do their stuff. In the corporate world, uh, we don't get paid unless we make the change happen. So we are result freaks. Um, the book, Compassionate Samurai, by the way, I'll give you a little background on that. It's not just a business book, although we have been blessed with, as it was said, number one, uh, Wall Street Journal, top 10 business week. It really applies to anybody. I believe this is a tough world. Anybody that doesn't think that, and they're trying to raise kids, make a business go, is probably doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Um, I mean, I've raised three kids, I run a business, uh, and it is, it's a tough, challenging world. In fact, Manatech, about a year ago, had some really, how many people were with Manatech a year ago? You had some severe challenges. There are people that gave up during the midst of those challenges. Uh, and as a kid growing up, it seemed to me, your life may have been different. But when I was growing up, it seemed to me, and then later on in business, same way, people went one of two ways. One way was they were nice, kind, caring people, very nice people. Problem was, many of those couldn't be big producers. You ask them for a $5,000 missions check, they would choke. You talk to them about extraordinary marriage, out of their league. Become a presidential in Manatech, mm -mm. Uh, they might want it, but it wasn't going to happen. They were just nice people. or. There were people that seemed to go the other way, and they were massive result producers. But unfortunately, many times then, they were self-centered, greedy, even non-ethical people. How many of you can relate to that? You've seen somebody like that. You've experienced that. I mean, I looked at who dated the most exciting, beautiful women when I was a teenager, and it would irritate me. No, it would irritate me. And then I looked at who was raking in the most cash in business later on. I don't know about Australia, but the United States, it was the Enrons, the Tycos, the Arthur Andersons. So what we do, our company does is we train people, the best of both worlds, we train people to be huge result producers, but their whole life is about being a service. That's what we call a compassionate samurai. It sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? You don't, somebody's saying compassion and samurai, it doesn't seem like it goes together. What do, you, what do you compassionately kill people? Is that it? One blow or something? I said, no, it's, uh, uh, it's about being a service. You, you talk to most youth today and their idea of success is accumulation, consumption, or acquisition. And this is around contribution. So that's what we do. And as they say, we're result freaks. And I want today, I don't care if you're motivated. 
I mean, it would be nice, but that's not my thing. How many of you have been to a positive thinking motivational seminar before? Right? And they're fun, aren't they? Woo! Fun! I'm excited! Woo! Come on, if you've been, they're exciting, aren't they? But if you've been, for those who've been, what's the problem? Doesn't last. One of your key distributors quits, goes to work in some other company, I don't care who you are, you're no longer motivated. Or if your car breaks down on the way home, I don't care who you are, you're no longer motivated. So motivation's nice, but it's not enough. I'm not against motivation. There is a time and a place, and I do it. I was thinking, I just came from Europe. I was in Europe last week, and, and the very first time I was in Europe, I was about 10 stories up. Uh, a guy outside the window was washing the windows. It's kind of weird, you know, as I'm inside, and I'm kind of changing, and he's washing windows. I'm going, this is funny. And, and Norway, it always seems like it's raining or snowing. Has anybody here ever been to Norway, Scandinavia, anyway? And so I thought it was kind of strange, but I guess you got to have a job or something. So he was washing, and I had never talked to him, but he must have been to a positive thinking seminar. Had to have been, because I could hear him through the glass. Yes, I'm inside, he's outside. I'm a great window washer, I'm a fantastic window washer, I love window washing. He was, he was very excited window washer. And then right as I was watching him, and I'm, I'm as close as like the front row here, right as I'm watching him, the board he was standing on broke. Then I knew he'd been to some kind of positive thinking seminar because I could hear him on the way down going, so far, so good, so far. <laughs> So again, in fact, do this. Turn to somebody next to you and out loud, we'll do a little audience participation, say, it's not enough. There you go. So I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it's not enough. The other thing people try for large change, short period of time, is how-tos. There's nothing wrong with how-tos. How-tos are great, but by themselves, they're not enough. If they were enough, all I would do is take somebody like James Hannum, one of your presidentials, parade him around the country, he could say, this is how I did it. You do it the same way. And if that was enough, everybody could go home and be successful. But if you've been around longer than two weeks, you know something's missing. True? So payback time, go the other way. This is audience participation. Say, it's not enough. <laughs> the only thing that I'm a, I got a PowerPoint. I keep forgetting and I guess I should buzz through this, but that's all right. The only thing that I'm aware of that makes large change, there's two takeaways I want you to walk away from. This is one of them. How do you make large change happen? in anything. I don't care whether it's uh, releasing weight, doubling your income, uh, tithing twice as much to your church. I, I, it doesn't matter to me what you want to do. You want to make large, that's one of the two takeaways. The second takeaway I'm going to give you is how do you make something happen when you have no idea how to make it happen? Would that be useful? Is that Australian enthusiasm? Yes. <laughs> hey, come on, think with me. If you could solve something Maybe we should start there. I mean, uh, Willie was talking about dreams and the importance of dreams. Tell somebody next to you a 30-day goal, Manitech goal, like how many people that you personally bring into the business or how much money you're going to... And I'm talking 30 days. I'm not talking your big dream and all that. I'm talking the next 30 days where the rubber meets the road, right? Tell somebody next to you an exciting goal that you want to make happen. Now, here's the balance to this. I want it more than you know how to do. So it's risky, more than you know how to do. At the same time, don't make it so big that it's airy fairyland. You know what I mean by airy fairyland? I talk funny, I'm American, right? But you know what I mean by airy fairyland? It's like, I'll talk to some people and say, oh, I wanna end world hunger. Well, marvelous, I think that's a great goal, but not in 30 days. I mean, you know, pick some, I'm a business person. Pick something that's humanly possible, it's doable. Maybe you don't know how to sponsor five people. You've never done it in your life, but you certainly know people that could and have. So tell somebody next to you an exciting goal for Manitech in the next 30 days. If you're in Manitech, if you're a guest and you're not, pick anything. Lose 10 pounds. I don't care. Pick something. All right, time. Y'all got something now? So if we play the game and make that happen, would you be excited? All right, that's the game I want to play with you. Then, then you'll know this worked. Now, 
How you make a large amount of change happen in a short period of time is not the motivation, not the how-to. What it is, is experiential learning. You may not have heard that term before, that's fine. You may have a different understanding of what it is, but it changes the heart. There's, a, there's an old line, you may or may not have heard something like it, but as a man or woman thinketh in their hearts are they. Have you ever heard that kind of thing? It's not what you know in your head. But you know in your head doesn't change anything. That's why if how-tos were enough, we'd all be skinny, rich, and happy. A lot of people know how to be successful in man of tech and art. So the way I, I like to do it, been doing it 30 years, and it's corny, but keeps an image in your mind. Aren't these cute? Yeah, I, I know. You're coveting a set of these already, you know? So let's say this gal right here in the front row, you have a sweater on, right? Uh, what is your name? Janine? Geneve. All right? So imagine that when I was born... I'm 58, I came out of my mother's womb, day one, wearing tiny dark green sunglasses. Not trying to make it more painful on the women, right? They're probably upset with me already. It's an analogy, all right? So I come out of the womb wearing tiny dark, dark green sunglasses. Now here's the key, this is important. In 58 years, I've never had them off, ever. I sleep with them, I prospect with them, I golf with them, I go to church with them. I've never had them off in 58 years. So I think they're as much as part of me as my arm. With me so far? Now I look at Geneve, what color am I going to say her sweater is? Green, right? Some of you, we need to work on your trust factor. These are easy questions, right? I got green glasses on. I'm going to say it's green. Now let's say James uh, Hannum is my upline presidential. And he wants to help me out. He's a caring guy. And he, he's pretty smart. He's been around the block. And so he says, hey, Brian. Janine's sweater is really white. What am I going to tell James? No way, man. You're crazy. Any fool can see that it's green. Now, let's say that James starts marshalling all his enthusiasm because he wants to use his enthusiasm to help me out. And he goes, Brian, it's white. Is that going to change what I'm seeing? How about I live in Napa Valley, California. Right, it's a beautiful area. How about if he calls me up every day for a year, every day without fail, very persistent. Calls me up and says, Brian, this is James. Oh, hi, James, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, do you remember Geneva? Yeah, I remember Geneva. Do you remember a sweater? Yeah, I remember a sweater. And then he goes, well, it's white, 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 and then he hangs up on me, right? <laughs> Some of you have had that experience with him. <laughs> is that changing what I'm seeing? It's hopeless. I can even want to see it as white. I can't. In fact, one of the revelations you might have today is that what you want is irrelevant. I don't care what any motivational trainers ever told you. Give me a break. How many people in Australia do you think want intimate, fulfilling, exciting relationships and go to bed lonely? How many people in Manitech do you think want to make enough money to just not struggle paying the bills and still struggle paying the bills? There's very little correlation between what you want and what you create in life that I can see in the real physical world I live in. So I'm looking, I can't see it as white even if I want to, but if I discover there's something called sunglasses and for some reason I go looking for them, I bump into them, I lift them off, which by the way, how long does it take to take off a pair of sunglasses? A second or two. In a second or two, I have a revelation. Something is revealed to me, I couldn't see a second before even if I wanted to. In this case, white. If you get nothing else out of my time with you, if you want to make a dramatic amount of change happen in a short period of time in any of your life, whether it's double the intimacy in your marriage, whether it's doubling a, a relationship, quality of a relationship with one of your children, whether it's doubling the amount of money that you make at Manitech, whether it's doubling the number of people that you impact in this life. You want to make a dramatic amount of change in a short period of time, it's going to happen by you poking a hole through a set of sunglasses, you having a revelation. The solutions for what you want are all around you. They're all around you. For making your Manitech business everything you want, they're all around you, but you can't see them. In fact, if, if James says, hey, I know what it takes to presidential, you got what it takes to be presidential, half of you would argue with him and go, no, you don't understand. I'm not as outgoing as you. I'm not as smart as you. I don't know as many people as you. I live in a very small town, only two people, and I'm one of them. You know? And, it's, it's... and I'm going to suggest you have a thousand set of sunglasses on, a thousand with no exaggeration, that are preventing you from solving problems. Creating your business the way that you want, your marriages the way that you want, 
that you don't even know you got sunglasses on. You got a set of sunglasses on that determined whether you wrote go your goals down this year or whether you just had them in your head or even if you didn't have goals and how big the goals were and whether you're going to follow up with them or not. So it's essential. You got sun we could do a whole day on nothing but your, in fact, sometimes you do in our seminars, nothing but your sunglasses around money. You have sunglasses around responsibility that determine all kinds of behavior of yours. And so you want to start looking for all that. And all today I'm going to do today with you, and all I'm going to be able to do is do the tip of an iceberg because the amount of time we got. But I'm going to touch on a viewpoint on how to solve problems. And I will tell you up front, it's very different than what most of the world has. But you can either be like most of the world and have the results of most of the world, or you can choose not to be conformed to this world and perform it at an extraordinary level with a different set of sunglasses. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a formula for solving problems when you have no idea what to do. And you can use this for your Manitech goal in the next 30 days that you've just picked that you don't know how to solve. That would be exciting. Okay? And I am going to go fast. I'm going to throw lots at you. Um, but I think you're smart people and you can absorb it. And if you can't, then you know what? You have a conversation at supper tonight with somebody else that was here. And you, well, what did you do? You go like that and then you'll understand it. And you apply it and then you're going to be jazzed out of your mind. I have used this. I raised $4 million and gave it away to a cause I believe in when I had never raised money before, didn't know wealthy people, and didn't make a lot of money myself. I bought houses. I've taught thousands of people to buy houses when they had no money, zero, none, and knew nothing about real estate. You don't have to know how to do anything. You certainly don't have to know how to be presidential to be presidential. But you do have to have a certain set of glasses as to solve problems because there's no way that you're going to be presidential without solving problems. Can you get muscles watching me lift weights? No, you've got you to lift your own weights, and that's called solving problems. So I'm going to give you this formula. Okay, here's the formula. Okay, and I should flip through this thing so it's on the PowerPoint. It's like a, a recipe. Oh, they're doing it for me? There you go. Yeah, I'll stay on it. There you go. Intention plus mechanism equals result. Write that down or memorize it. It's not that long if you don't have notes. Intention plus mechanism. Now, the odds are, if you just write that down, though, it's going to do you very little good. Why? Because it goes, can you flip to that uh, three levels there? There's a model of you and me that I want to touch on, a model of you and me as a person. I'm not saying you've got to believe it. Uh, come on, you don't know me. Why should you believe me? A lot of people dress up nice, talk a great game, and they can't produce squat. Hey. There are even presidentials that dress up nice, talk good, but they're no longer at the performing level and aren't making the income anymore. You aware of that? Talk's cheap. You can get birds to talk, certain kind of birds anyway. So you always want to be about results. Results is the fairest way to gauge anything. It's often harsh, but it's always fair. So here's a model of us as a person, as a discussion, not like you've got to believe it. It's like a snowman. I was doing this in Saudi Arabia a few months ago, and they looked at me like, and I said, okay, snowman isn't going to work. But you all know snowmen, right? Or snow women, snow people, to be politically correct. Imagine a snowman with three levels. The top level is called the head or the conscious mind. Put whatever word you want on it. The second level is the subconscious or the heart. And then you have a bottom level, which uh, that's meant to be infinite. That's why the bottom part is blocked out. The bottom level is infinite, so it's whatever you want to call infinite. I call it God. You want to call it gorgeous or snorts. That's your business. But you have these three levels. The challenge is that if I just give you this formula, which I've already done, it's a million-dollar formula. It's put millions in my pocket. It's put millions in other people's pocket. But the problem is at this stage, most likely, it's at the conscious mind. It just went into your head. So you can repeat it back. It doesn't do you much good. It's the challenge with books, tapes, and CDs and all that. Now, I'm not trying to desell you my books, tapes, and CDs. They're great. They have a time and a place. But if you want to get information from the head to the heart, only way I know is you have an experience. You have to have an emotional experience that changes the heart. That's why I'm a fanatic. I'm told that's a bad word. I'm strongly enthusiastic <laughs> about live, interactive seminars where you're doing something. Now, since I only got an hour, I really can't do experiential with you, although I'm going to take two or three people from the audience here, and I am going to have them have an experience. They'll gain more than you will watching, but it'll also help you because you'll see it and you'll have an idea what we're talking about. But even then, then you know about it, you don't know it. It's a huge difference between knowing about something and knowing it, isn't there? It's like I know about birth, 
I will never know it. I've watched it happen with my wife. Been there, one of our children was delivered. But I'll never know birth. I'll only know about it because I'll never experience it. So I'm encouraging you, um, suggesting, challenging. Go do one of our live interactive seminars so that you're actually doing something and have the experience that changes your heart. Otherwise, it just hangs out in your head. You think you're smarter, but nothing changes. Odds are. So how do you have it? experience is you do it, we're going to do a game with those two or three people. And they're going to play a game around this formula, okay? Now, do I have the definitions for those three words up there? Can you flip those up on a screen? Intention? I'll just yap as they're finding it. Yeah, there you go. Intention, I'm going to use as your deepest commitment. If I had more time with you, here's what I'd do. I'd ask you, how would you define intention? And you know what? In a room this size, I'd get different definitions. Somebody would say purpose. Somebody would say commitment. Somebody would say this. Somebody would say that. It's what you intend to do. That's always a good one. It's very Webster-like, right? What's intention? Intend. You know, it doesn't tell you much. But So it's what you want to do. It's all these. But I'm going to define it one way so we're all singing off the same sheet of music. Intention is your deepest commitment. I'm going to explain that in a minute. You know, the mechanism is the how-to and result is what you get. Pretty simple. So I need three volunteers that have never done my work before, have no idea what I'm going to do with you. I need three of those to come up front. Okay, uno, dos, trace. Marvelous. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Here's a, here's a little sidebar, and then I'm going to come back to these three. But by the way, if you go to our table at the end of this, you can get a free book just for volunteering. How's that? I'm going to tell you something. How do you discover sunglasses if you don't even know you have them on? Sounds zenny, doesn't it? It's a new word. I just made it up. It's like when something's confusing, zenny, right? How you discover sunglasses when you don't even know you have them on is you reverse engineer this old line, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. You look at two clues. You be a detective. Everybody say, I'm a detective. And as a detective, you look for two clues. One's behavior. Everybody say behavior. And the other one's feelings. Everybody say feelings. If you do our weekend seminar called Personal Mastery, your job is not to learn anything. Isn't that weird? Go to a seminar not to learn anything? Your job is to discover the sunglasses preventing you from solving whatever problems you got, like doubling the size of your business this year. Do you see the difference? So rather than learning material, what you would be doing is, as a detective, you do a whole weekend of this, you're looking at behavior. Like I just asked for three volunteers to come up. These three people came up. That's a behavior, is it not? Say yes. These are the easy questions. I have hard ones, like who are you? But, you know. <laughs> what, did you think I was going to do all the work today? No, I'm going to make you do work. Right? So these three people, if we're doing a weekend, which we're not, but I'm just teeing up those to do go. These three people would be asking themselves right now, even more than the material they think I'm delivering it to them, they would be going, interesting. I, he just asked for three volunteers. I volunteered. Ooh, I wonder, wonder what thinking in my subconscious caused my feet to propel me out of my chair and me to come up front. Now, you could have three different answers to that question with the same three behaviors. Could you not? Yeah. I mean, maybe, what is your name? Jan, maybe Jan's thinking, mm, oh, I know what propelled me up out of my chair. I know what thinking set of sunglasses I had down here. I've heard that Brian sometimes gives away free books or CDs if you volunteer. Hey, I want to volunteer. Can you see how that thinking could cause her feet to move her up front? Yes, no? And then maybe this gentleman, Tim. Tim's going, no, they didn't do it for me. And you wouldn't know unless you asked somebody and they decided to tell you, which, you know, they may not. But Tim's sitting there thinking, no, that's not for me. What is it for me? Mm, ooh. I wanted my people to think that uh, I'm a leader or I'm smart. So he jumps up here. Can you see how that thinking would cause the same behavior? Yes? No? That's why in our work, you got to do the work. But then you take whatever that thinking is and relate it to your Manatech business or whatever else it is that you want, and you'll see a direct correlation. All of a sudden, she's going, oh, interesting. I only seem to be motivated when they have a cruise offered or this offered. Oh, I see why I'm not doing more business. And then he's going, oh, wow, I thought I was giving this information to my team because I was a giver, but really it's just so that I look smart to them. Oh. <laughs> Are you following this? Now, by the way, if there's 50, 100 other people in the room that haven't done my work because I asked for people who hadn't done our work to, to volunteer, if you didn't get out of the chair, that's a behavior too, isn't it? It's the beauty of our work. You can't flunk.
So you'd be going, and maybe one of you is going, oh, interesting, I didn't get out of my chair because I didn't want to do the wrong thing up front, or I didn't want to look foolish, or gosh, my upline is in here, they should know what to do, I'll let them get up front. And then all of a sudden you're going, oh my gosh, I didn't want to look foolish up in front of the room, that's exactly what's preventing me from prospecting more, is I'm more committed to not looking foolish than I am saving some other, somebody else's health with a great product, even though I say my life's about making a difference. Cha-ching. Are you following this? That's what you can't get out of a book of paper or CD. And I'm not trying to sell you. I hope you buy our books, tapes, CDs. But more importantly, I'd love for you to be in a weekend workshop with us. Now, here's what I'm going to ask the three of you to do. If you could stand, imagine there's a line between this gentleman. What's your name, sir? Tom? John. If, imagine there's a line between John and I. Stand in this imaginary line facing that way. Perfect. Okay. Now, we're going to start with this gentleman here, Phil. All right, what's going to happen in a moment? You guys, in fact, we'll do all three at once. Uh, you're the teachers of the moment, okay? What I'm going to ask you to do is uh, I'm going to ask uh, this gentleman here with the glasses, and right, if you would stand up uh, over here, perfect, right on that little, that metal thing, yeah, perfect, all right. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment. Real simple, this is not complicated. Uh, not a trick or anything. All I want you to do is, when I say go, you're going to walk and do walk because I need time to yap to the rest of the group. Walk across, give uh, Frank a high five, right? Turn around and walk back. Now, the key to this whole thing, it's the most important thing, is when you walk back, make sure you cross this imaginary line because that's going to be symbolic of you making this 30-day goal that you just set with Manatech. It's like winning the game. Right, kind of thing, right? So all you're going to do is walk over, give a high five to Frank. You're going to walk back, but make sure you cross this imaginary line when you come back. Great, all right? So go ahead and start walking. It's not a race. Great. The walking is what in our formula? It's the mechanism. Okay, now if the three of you would wait there for a minute, right? So the walking is the mechanism, the way, the how-to, the process, whatever word you want to use, but I'm using the word mechanism for the three of these people to get over and back. Can you all see that? Yes? No? Okay, perfect. What's these three people's intention? To get back here. How do you know that? Because I told them to. Very, very interesting. So does that mean if you tell all the people in your team, hey, you're all going presidential, that it's all their intention to be presidential? You tell your kids to study, does that mean it's their intention to study? Not if they're like my kids. So think with me for a minute. What you're telling me is you cannot tell a person's true intention by what anybody else says. This is huge. I have Walt Disney as a client for this reason. They weren't performing on some of their goals, just like some network marketers. They called us up. They say, hey, we hear your performance base. Can you help us out? Sure. They flew me to Orlando, Florida, where they have their call centers for the um, Disney World. And 10 seconds, I knew part of the problem. When I walked in, they had flags on the wall that said there were the goals of how fast to turn their calls around, how many people to upgrade to uh, nicer hotel rooms, which is all part of their profit picture, kind of like yours is. How many calls do I make? How many appointments do I make? How many people do I close? Same. Do you, you all follow this? So I asked one of the employees, within 10 seconds of walking in the call center, hey, are those your goals? You know what he told me? No, company gave us those. Are you beginning to get a glimpse of what I'm talking about with intention? Now, hang on to your brain, it's about to melt down. Not only can you not tell a person's true intention by what somebody else says, you can't even tell a person's true intention by what they say. Come on, how many of you have said at a two-on-one appointment with somebody, they told you they would come, and then they did not? How many people experienced that? By the way, you get what I'm talking about today, that will come to a halt. That will not happen to you anymore. It'll stop. And I'll explain why in a minute. So you can't tell a person's true intention by anybody else says over what they say. I'm going to suggest the only way, the only way you can tell a person's true intention is by result. The real formula, if you wrote the formula down, is intention equals result. So just cross out the word mechanism. Intention equals result 100% of the time, without exception, 1,000 out of 1,000 times. Now, you may not agree with that. You may not see what I'm talking about. But take it as a premise, like a mathematical thing. If that was true, is it these three people's intention to cross this line? No. 
No, 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 no. How do you know it's not? Because the result is they're standing there, not here. So if intention equals result, it can't be. Some of you don't get this, and this is a deal breaker. I can tell you're not getting it because you look like deer in headlights. And, and I want you to have fun, but I didn't come here for you to have fun. I didn't. I came here to change your life. That's what I'm vested in. So this is important. Imagine, this is the front of my hand. It's a bit gross, but you remember it. This is the front of my hand. This is the back of my hand. Sake of discussion. All right? Phil, is it? Phil asked for the front of my hand. Being the giver that I am, which I am, I take out my little knife and I cut off a piece and give it to him. I know it's gross, but you remember it. I have a, I have a bloody stump here, but I have, the, I have the front of my hand, even though I gave it away, and I have a back, don't I? Hello, don't I? Phil says, I'm not communicating. I don't like backs. They're too hairy, but I want the front. You go, okay. Take out the knife again, slice off a piece, give it to him. I still have a front and I still have a back. Can I ever, no matter how many times I slice, have a front without a back? They're inseparable. They're inseparable. You can never have a front without a back. Now, the front and the back are not the same, are they? No, they're not. So when I say intention equals results, I don't mean they're the same. This is intention. This is result. What I'm saying is they always got to do a dance together and it's always got to match. So if the result is they're standing there, there has to be a matching intention, which can't possibly be to cross the line because that doesn't match. It would be more likely something like be cooperative. I ask them to wait. They're waiting. That matches the result with standing there. Are you following this? Let's do something simple. So when you invited somebody for two-on-one and they said yes and they did not show, what do you now know? It was not their intention to show, even though they said yes. By the way, it wasn't only not their intention to show, it wasn't your intention to get them to show. Hello. Some of you get a little huffy with me. You go, no, Brian, I really, really wanted them to show. I'm not arguing with you. You didn't want them to show, but I've already told you what you want's irrelevant. You have a clarity of intention. One way to use this is clarity of intention will help you out enormously with results. See, some of you right now, you don't have a clarity of intention in your Manitech business. Your attitude is, let me see how this convention works out, and then I'll... Oh, what do we know about their intention now? It's to cross the line. A moment ago, their intention was wait to be told. Now suddenly go, I don't care what this guy wants, I'm crossing the line. Let's give them all a hand. You guys can have a seat. Aetna Life Insurance paid us, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for this. They wanted us to sh shorten their meetings, have less meetings, and have them more effective. Any of you ever been to a meeting and nothing got done? How many of you ever coached one of your people and nothing got done? This is why top presidentials want all their people, or even other people, want all the people on their team to do our work. Just off this one little thing, you start having a conversation, like you have a meeting, and after an hour, nothing got done, that's the result. What do you now know about everybody's intention? Wasn't getting anything done. Does that mean they didn't want to get something done? No. But you'll have people, especially if they work on honesty, that's one of the other 10 traits of a compassionate samurai, honesty. They're like abundance, uh, courage, trust, personal responsibility, focus, there's like 10 traits. But honestly, people say, oh, that intention thing, I did that. An hour got, went by in the meeting and nothing got done. You know what my real intention was? It wasn't to get something done, it was to be in control of this meeting. Oh. Somebody say, my intention was not upset anybody and there was something really important to bring up, but I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so I didn't bring it up. Are you beginning to see this a little bit? So in other words, if you're, you set a goal, like I'm gonna make 10 calls today, and you make 10 calls and nobody, nobody agrees to have a two-on-one with you, then you probably had an intention to fulfill the 10 calls, but you didn't have an intention to have them meet with you. You probably had an intention to be liked by all 10 of them, and so you were liked by all 10 of them. And See, some of you, all you got to do is stop and think before you open your mouth to prospect, what's my real intention in this conversation? Because some of you, based on results, it's to inform people about Manitech. It is not for them to use the products. Are you following this? Now, there's so much that I could do with this. In fact, let me borrow one of them again. 
Okay, great, thanks. Is it Tim? Right. If you'd stand here again, here's, you're going to help me out one more time, Tim. I appreciate it. So you get two books. How do you like that? See, bribery works. Okay. Now, I want you, you walked over. Now uh, do some other mechanism to get over other than walking. The right-legged hop. Okay, stop. Now, finish walking that, not walking. Do some other mechanism besides walking and hopping. Oh, moonwalk. Okay, great. Now come back this way with another mechanism that's not walking, hopping, or moonwalking. Okay, now go back that way with another mechanism that you haven't done yet. Side straddle. Go back this way with another mechanism you haven't done yet. Okay, he's obviously a pro, so we have to raise the bar. Now go back this way with the mechanism, and you can't use your left arm or your left leg. The sideways hop, okay? One arm, one leg back that way, and you can't hop. Ooh, hopping on a knee, good. Okay, back that way with one arm, one leg, and you can't hop on a knee or, or a leg. This guy's good. The side straddle. Okay, go back this way, and you can't use any legs. Okay, go back that way, no legs. Okay, good. He is now having the experience I was looking for. The experience he's having right now is called, I don't know what to do. Which one of the reasons I'm doing this is, you will never ever fear not knowing what to do ever again in your life. Not knowing what you, to do is irrelevant. See, because when you go, I don't know what to do, all you're saying is your conscious mind doesn't know what to do. Can he find a mechanism with no legs and get across that he hasn't done yet? Absolutely. I just don't want to give you time. You got one? No legs. No, you already did hands. Man, great. Okay. So now, back that way with no legs. Again, and you can't roll or... This guy's good. Oh, let's give this guy a hand. He's great. Here's a, here's a $100 CD set. You're great. So... So... He was so good. Sometimes what I do is I had somebody the other day, I was doing this in Europe. person got stuck. I pulled a $100 bill out of my pocket. And I said, you got 30 seconds to come up with a mechanism that nobody's done yet without using any legs or whatever. And uh, if you do it in 30 seconds, I'll give you 100 bucks. If you don't, no problem. I put the 100 bucks back in my pocket. I no sooner got done talking. An idea popped into their head, and they went across. How did that happen? Here, here's three points. I'm going to go boom, 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 and I know I'm going fast, but you can get it. There's three things I want you to remember out of this. Number one, how many ways are there across the room? Infinite. There are an infinite number of mechanisms for any one intention. Whether the intention is to find prospects, close people, recruit people, coach people, release weight, make a more intimate relationship. There's an infinite number of mechanisms for any one intention. So quit worrying about it. Quit worrying about it. Everybody's all worried. What's the right thing to say to these people? Are there, are there easier ways across the room? Hello, are there easier ways across the room? Absolutely. So does it make sense to study people like James Hannum and find out what's working for him? Sure, but don't get hung up. See, most people have scarcity sunglasses. What do I mean by scarcity? They think there's only one or two ways of doing anything. Buying a home, being more intimate, losing weight. So they're always looking for the one or two ways. There's an infinite number of ways of doing anything. Number two, when the intention's clear, the mechanism appears. When the intention's clear, the mechanism appears. So when you get stuck, you don't know what to do in your Manitech business, your marriage, or anything else, what I'm encouraging you to do, suggesting you to do, is to focus on intention. What most people do is focus on mechanism. Companies sit around, spend millions of dollars brainstorming a mechanism. I'm not saying you don't need a mechanism, but you can create the mechanism with the intention. When I pull a $100 bill out of the pocket, when a person's stuck and say you got 30 seconds, invariably they come up with a mechanism, seemingly out of the blue. It wasn't out of the blue. They got clarity of intention, and out of that the mechanism appeared. When the intention's clear, the mechanism appears. Now, can you have conflicting intentions? 
Say yes. Helping you out here. Sure. A conflicting intention is, I want to get this prospect to use the Manatech products, but I don't want to appear pushy. That's conflicting intention. I want to lose weight, and I love chocolate. That's a conflicting intention. Here's the rule. The bigger intention always wins. Always. Why? Because we defined intention as your deepest commitment. You found this? So the game you want to play, the game you want to play, is raising your intention to what you want, being more successful in your Manatech business, higher than any possible conflicting intention. You found this. You want to raise your intention to what you want. If you happen to be a believer like me, then you check with somebody else first. But once you're clear on what you want, which you know, you know being more successful in this business is a great goal. Once you've got that, you've got to raise your intention higher than any possible conflicting intention. Do not try and figure out what the conflicting intentions are. Like, be a psychologist. It's a waste of time. I'm not saying psychologists are a waste of time. I'm saying in terms of make, being productive in this business, you don't have to know what the conflicting intentions are. But you've got to have your intention higher than any possible conflicting intention. So I want to give you two ways of raising your intention. Two ways. There are more, but I'm on the clock, and this will be plenty. Number one way. Write this down. This is like critical information time, or if you don't have a pen, right, then next time you'll bring a pen. No, next time, this time, you memorize it. Easy to memorize. These are simple things, right? Number one, way to raise your intention, make promises. Make promises. Number two way, put yourself at risk. Put yourself at risk. Here's how it would look. Somebody give me a, somebody that hasn't done our work before that's got a good 30-day Manatech goal and is willing to work with me for a few minutes. Uh, raise your hand. Okay, right back there. Stay there. That's fine. Interest of time. What is your name? Julie. Thanks for volunteering, Julie. Free book back there, right, for volunteering. Give me your 30-day goal for Manatech. Sign up five people in 30 days. Perfect. Okay. Now, do you, is signing up five, you're really committed to that. It isn't just a, and I want you all to watch what I'm doing and I'll explain what I'm doing in a minute. Five isn't just a number that sounds good. It's something you're really committed to, and it is risky for you. Great. Okay. Do you know the gentleman behind you that's losing hair on the front of his forehead there? <laughs> Do you know him? Okay. Would you promise him now, no matter where he lives in Australia, that if you don't enroll five people in the next 30 days in Manitech, you're going to fly drive to his house and clean out all his dirty toilet bowls and dirt job he can find for eight hours on a Saturday? Okay, I couldn't hear. Did you say yes to him? Okay, now, when you said yes, to, that you made that promise, which I applaud that, when you said that, did you say that out of the peer pressure in the room, or did you say that because you're really committed to five people? You can feel fear pressure, but you've got to be really committed to the five. Great. And by the way, I need you to exchange phone numbers and all that, because I, I, I am all for you actually... Enroll in the five, but if you don't, I fully expect you to go to his house, clean out his house, all his dirty toilet bowls for eight hours on a Saturday. Now, last thing I need to ask, is cleaning his house out for eight hours on a Saturday merely inconvenient, or does it put your stomach in a knot? Perfect, right? Perfect. Because what you want to hear is this. See, I have had people come back at me and say, no, it's just inconvenient. Then the whole formula is thrown out and doesn't work. Got to be a risk. So I've had other people come back and I said, make up a risk. And some people said, like one lady said, write a $500 check to the political party I don't like. And it may have been the amount of money, $500, or it may have been the political party that she didn't like, but now her stomach was in a knot. Now watch what happens. See, now, once she's done, you mark my words, now that she's done that, several things will happen. She's got her conscious mind, her subconscious, and God, or whatever you want to call that, lined up, lined up. And one of the physical properties of alignment is called magnetism. You get molecules lined up. There's a property called magnetism. So now she's got all three of those. You mark my words. Things that her conscious mind cannot conceive of will happen. Like somebody will walk up there and say, hey, I'm looking for a way to make some extra cash. You happen to know of any way? She's going to go, it's never this easy. Or she's going to start prospecting somebody. And they're saying, oh, I can't do that network marketing thing. And then she's going to say something like, are you crazy? And she'll say, whoa, 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 I don't talk like that. Who said that? Her subconscious will figure out. See, what happens is most people, you've been brainwashed. I know that's a harsh word, but you have been brainwashed by society, media, and everything else to solve problems with your conscious mind, which is reason and logic and your five senses. And that's why you want to be reasonable. 
You've got to find a way around that. See, when you go, I don't know how to do something, all you're saying is the conscious mind doesn't have to do, know what to do, and that's the dinkiest, smallest part of you. Your subconscious knows how to solve the problem, and certainly God, or whatever you want to call infinite, if it's infinite, knows how to solve it. So you've got to learn how to get around the conscious mind and put the subconscious mind in that third level to work. These two things, putting yourself at risk and promises, are activating ingredients like chemicals that get those two things involved. I took a 19-year-old in the church I was doing this in and said, you want to buy a house? She said, yeah, I really want to buy a house. Right? I said, you have $1,000 in your checking account? She says, absolutely, I think. A little bubba, great. Write out a $1,000 check, give it to the stranger behind you, tell them they have your permission to give it to a charity, any one of their choice, if you don't own a home in 90 days. Shaken like a leaf, she did. Within 90 days, she owned a home. By the way, there was a realtor in the room. I said, hey, are there any realtors in the room who want to sell the young lady a house? Guy raises his hand. He goes, yeah, I'd like to sell her house. I go, great. Pull out your checkbook. He said, he said, why? I said, because you're going to give $1,000 to the same stranger. They were loving it by now. And if that per this young lady doesn't own a home in 90 days, you're out the 1000 bucks too. He thinks for a second. He said, okay, you're on. And he does. Now, do you think if, the, number one, the 19-year-old, if maybe to get the deposit, maybe she came up with a mechanism like ask her parents for some money was a little scary, right? If she didn't make the call, do you think now that the realtors got the money down that they're going to say, call your parents, I don't care, I got a thousand bucks in this too. <laughs> 30 days later, I did the exact same process. When I asked for a realtor, a realtor said, no, I'm not writing a thousand bucks. I said, why not? Because they said they might not buy the house. So I turned to the person in that case and said, I just saved you from having the wrong realtor. <laughs> people, in, people in my organization, we play this all the time. Every year when we set goals, do you notice how I, is it Julie, right? Do you notice how when I pressed, I pressed on Julie a little bit, in a nice way. I was not being obnoxious. I said, hey, Julie, you're really committed to this? Are you doing it out of peer pressure? Do you remember me doing that kind of stuff? You have to press on your prospect a little bit. You have to, if you have a downline, if you're somebody like James, James can't just ask for goals from all those people because the odds are I run a company. I got employees. I ask for goals from my employees. There's a very good chance, just like in James's organization, the employees will give me a goal with the intention of being accepted by me, not with an intention of production. And now I'm like flying an airplane with faulty instrument readings. Do you see this? Somebody tells you, yes, I'm going to come to that two-on-one presentation. You want to assist them in clarifying their intention by going, now, you would, and I got like what you'd call your boss coming to the same two-on-one thing. You're not going to embarrass me in front of my bus, boss by not showing after you told me yes. You wouldn't do that to me, would you? And the person goes, uh, 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 no, I wouldn't do that to you. Your odds of them showing just skyrocketed. Are you following this? There's so much I could do with this. My people have put cars on the line. My head of revenue, my marketing, VP of marketing. He tells me at the beginning of every year how many millions our company is going to produce. Two years ago, he didn't produce that. He lost his Harley-Davidson motorcycle, his dirt bike, and three other motorcycles. He likes to race motorcycles. My head of facilitators, if his, if his team didn't produce what he committed to them for, he lost his Porsche automobile boxer. Now, why would they do that? because I've worked with them along the way. Don't be silly and go out of here and put your Porsche Boxer automobile at risk. when you have. That's like trying to lift 400 pounds when you haven't done 50. Are you following this? And don't put a risk like I'm going to jump off the roof of a building or something if, some, if my 30-day to go. That's being foolish. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Do you all hear this? But if you don't, if you don't go out of here and start with your upline, and promise your upline what you're going to get done in 30 days. Because now, guess what? Just that, you don't want to look like a fool to them, and you'll now prospect more. Are you following? Promise that. I promise to all my employees what our net is going to be minimum at the end of every year, and their bonus is based on the net. I promise at the beginning of the year what it's going to be. Why? Because I don't want to look like a fool, and now that ups my commitment to actually producing the net. Are you following this? So promise your upline what you're going to get done in 30 days, and then put yourself at risk. Whether it's dye your hair orange for a day, don't do permanent dye. You got kids, Julie? Try this out with your kids. You got seven minutes left. Try this out with your kids. How old are your kids? Nine-year-old. 21's on their own, man. If you're the nine-year-old, what's your nine-year-old's name? 
Oh, 19. You could still do it. He acts like nine, right? How many of you got like a nine, a 10-year-old, a five-year-old, something like that? Do this to the kids. You get your kid and you say, hey, Sarah, or whatever the child's name is, I got this 30-day goal with Manitech. When, you don't even have to understand what it is. When, we, when I produce it, what I need to know is what you want. Half your kids are going to fall over. They're going to go, I get something? Of course you get something, Sarah. Family is team. Isn't family team? Family's team. Hey, on a sports team like your football, so what we call soccer, somebody's job is to get the ball in the net. Somebody else on the same team, their job is to keep it out of the net. So my job is to produce at Manitech. Your job is to be supportive of me. So I get a reward. I need to know what your reward is. Now, if they're like my kids, you're going to have to negotiate. Right? They want a new horse for, you know, five more enrollments. No, we've got to do a bigger goal for that kind of thing. But then you should, maybe it's, I don't know, go some water slides for a day or some reward. I mean, you shake on it. There's no way. I don't care if Manitech doubles the prices of their product. I don't care what happens. There's no way you're going to look Sarah, your, your nine-year-old, in the eye and say, you don't get to go to the park, as we agreed, because I only got four enrolled instead of five. You move heaven and earth to make it happen. Now, does this take courage? See, some of you are not going to do what I'm telling you to do. If how-tos were enough, we'd all be skinny, rich, and happy. I'm giving you a million-dollar formula, no joke. But some of you won't do it. Why? Because you're addicted to comfort. Comfort is a drug. Don't be judgmental of people hooked on alcohol and cocaine. You just got a different drug of choice. Comfort's a drug. So I'm giving you a way out here. Try it out. You try this out, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked. And then you know what? You're going to use it on all kinds of things. I have my wife today because of this process. I had a track record. Some of you have a track record, Manitech, that you can't do it. Come on, be honest. How many of you have a track record that you're not very good at it? Come on, don't be embarrassed. Get hope. Sunglasses can change in an instant. I was 34 years old, could prove to you why I was no good at male-female relationships. I applied this process within 30 days, found my wife. We've been married 24 years now, second biggest blessing of my life. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm nobody special. All I did was apply the same formula I'm giving to you. Is this valuable? Okay. Now, I, wanna, I got five minutes left, so I want to do a couple things. I heard somebody on stage say that you could get an early bird discount for the annual national convention in October. Do you remember them saying that? Now, probably, I'm just doing odds. I could be totally out to lunch. I've been known to be out to lunch sometimes. Probably most of you didn't do it. Why? Because you have a set of sunglasses around procrastination. It's one of the things we work on on our seminar. So I'm telling you, you got nothing to lose by filling the form out. They aren't even running your credit card until the day of the seminar. It would be foolish because there's no better way for you to believe, build your belief system in this company than attending the national convention. You can't li it's not listen to the speakers. It's the stuff you see behind the scenes. All of a sudden, you're at dinner with somebody like a James Hannum, right, or a Simon Cryer or somebody, and you see that Rod and Leonie Thompson, and all of a sudden, you see them doing something, and you go, wow, these are, these are people of integrity. This is a great organization to be a part of, and that allows you to overcome some of the hurdles and obstacles that you have along the way. So I'm, I'm hey, I don't get nothing out of you going, but I'm, I'm pleading with you, do yourself a favor and register for the national convention. You can always change your mind. I mean, hey, you got nothing to lose. Now, my products, I left almost no time, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter. You either get them or you won't. <laughs> uh, they're out there. The, the one, one of the deals that I'm doing is if you buy this new book, Compassionate Samurai, which is, uh, as we've talked about, it's got the 10 traits and all that. We will give you, it's $25 in a bookstore, you can do that, but if you buy it here, we're going to sell this and one of the $20 tickets for the one-night events that are in Perth, Melbourne, Adelaide, whatever, and it's three hours on this topic that we just did in how to apply it to your personal life as well as your business. Uh, you get the $20 ticket and this, so if you want to go to that event, uh, they'll give you the dates, they'll have the tickets, and we do both for $40, so it's, uh, uh, that's one thing. I could go over everything, but I'll do it this way. We have a package of products. It includes this book. It includes uh, $139, uh, 10 hours of CDs uh, on topics like this, on relationships, on all kinds of things. Uh, we have a, a series I gave away on money uh, to one of the gentlemen. Does some of you have challenges around money? Money is, money is a leash. It's a leash for a lot of people. It tells you what kind of house you can live in. It tells you what you can do for your church. It tells you all kinds of things. You, 
You need to be the master of money and not have money be your master. And a lot of people, they're not into money. I, sometimes they get people, I'm spiritual, I'm not into money. Fine, you come with me on a trip, you watch a three-year-old die right in front of your eyes due to a lack of cash. Then tell me your spiritual care about people, but you don't care about money. Most people that don't care about money, it's just they don't know how to produce it. So they justify not wanting it. It's a cop-out. So that, that Money Series is a great series. There's two individual CDs. I think if you, it's total value. Well, look at this. The form has the total value at 483 down to a sale price of 259. My slide has it as, anyway, it's 179. So you get it at 179. And we pay GST. So I didn't add right, no big deal. So it's a whole bunch of product. The other thing is our seminar, the weekend seminar. Some of you might not want to go to the one night. You're not near one of the one-nighters. You can register at the table. It's uh, typically the weekend is $1,195. Some of you, that sounds like a lot of money, so you, then you need to go to the seminar. <laughs> if you buy it at a live event, like today, it's $595 plus GST. So it's like $659, something like that. Are you with me so far? We're the only company that measures results and the average network marketer makes an average $402 a month more. You can go to our website and check it out by company. $402 more every month after doing our weekend seminar. So you make your money back in six weeks. Plus it'll affect your marriage, your relationship with your kids and everything else. And we have a money back guarantee. A month after our seminar, you can still get all your money back if it's not working for you. <laughs> what do you got to lose? Right. So that's it. Was this valuable? Great. We love you. We appreciate you. You're making a difference in the world. God bless. Back up. Okay. You guys that have been around for a while, that's a pathetic applause. You don't know who you have right here. Let me just before we just leave the music down just for a second. Um, I went along to a champions workshop with uh, Brian and I thought, okay, what am I going to learn here? Yeah, right. And that was the, um, that was actually, I, I didn't go to the three hours because I was living in Costa I didn't even know it was on until the day, but I came along to the weekend thing and I thought, oh, hold on a second, this is quite good. And for the first time ever, Casey and I, my wife who's out there, um, we had, hello honey, um, had done a, uh, a, a personal development course together and I thought that was kind of cool. And um, then what I love, what Brian offers, is it's a training program for everybody. And uh, so, and then, it, but it's just, it's ongoing training. And then we decided we're going to do a week-long course. And that just changed our lives. The things that I learned from what Brian and his team have put together, we normally look at this business and we build it one way. And most of you that know me know I'm, I'm kind of strong-willed and I'm a strong-willed child, okay? I'm very focused and I believe in doing it one way, my way. If you don't want that, hit the highway sort of deal. Went along and that little walking across the thing changed the way I viewed things because they told me, okay, you've got to get across without touching the ground. Okay, well, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, um, because he changed my mindset, I was able to take my little sister and Donna and we went and did something which I've never done before and enrolled 20 people in two days. Woo, okay, because nice. it, it allowed to help me to think differently. If you want to know how we did that, you need to register today. If you do not register today for that weekend course, don't come and ask me. <laughs> okay? Is that okay? Okay, because that'll know what your intention is, whether to put it in place, because 20 people in two days will pay for the event. You get it? All right. Now, Brian, thank you. Who has been to a power of purpose before? Do you remember how we give someone an applause? Okay, those that have been, can you show the ones that haven't been? One, two, three. Okay, that's great. Now, now that you guys have learnt what to do and how to say it, how to give Brian an applause, everyone together, thank you so much, Brian. One, two, three. This is what you mean to us today.
Now, obviously, we gave Willie a hat, and that was because he didn't have any hair, but we gave you a hat too. Now I'm an Aussie, huh? You're an Aussie, you've, so you've got the whole tilt there, and oh, yeah. you have a sugar rush as well, so we've got you some mana bears as well. So thank you very much, guys. Go out there, get all of his material. Again, thank you very much um, for everything, Brian. Rock and roll. Thank you, guys. That is much better. I really want oh, you to learn appreciation. So it is my great pleasure to do something right now. We get to, who's having a good day today?